0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface-level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian, two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life.
1: So buckle up and don't be shy. Because yep, we're We're going going there. there.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're excited to be here. Welcome, 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 okay. welcome.
1: I, I haven't even told you we're going to talk about this on our way. Oh, I love
0: when you do this. Well, then I put on the spot.
1: You know, we're supposed to have more just discussion in the beginning of our episode. Sometimes we like jump in too quickly. So yeah. I thought about this. Christian and I early this morning went and got sprayed hands. So like we are freshly, I mean, I thought about this, like this little studio is going to like start I leaking. I really
0: feel like one of my eyelids is like sticking to the top of my eyelid. Like I'm like, why somehow where it's like, it's like not drying or something. I'm having a rough time. Well, I
1: was actually thinking this morning as I got up early to do my showering and my exfoliating all the things, how I truly feel like in this day and age in 2023, you're either in two camps. I really did think about this. Oh, you we were are either about someone like us who getting a sprayed hand is just a normal part of life. No, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem out of yeah. routine. It doesn't seem like a big deal. You literally just like it's so routine. You know how to do it. You know how to preserve it. Well, you know where to put the lotion after like yeah. all the things. Or you were someone that back in like 2008, you went to a tan whatever and stood in one of the machines, I'm making the weird arm movements, yep. and did that once and were so scarred from it in the way that you were orange that you've never gotten a spray tan since. I literally have friends either I have way. literally
0: never gotten a spray tan, I'm now thinking. Maybe I have gotten one, but other than the ones that you and I now get together. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So you didn't get them back in the day? No. What about Ever. for like, oh, I guess everyone
0: tanned. Yeah, we all tanned. Well, I thought you were going to bring up is like, we felt like everyone was out on tanning beds. That we oh, felt like everyone was like, yes. we're all in agreement that like no one I goes to tanning beds anymore. to pick with you but children. But we actually have, like, I think actually a lot of people still go to tanning beds. I don't think. I'll, Not a lot. I think but college like, girls. People still go. They I
1: don't, don't know. Like, <gasps> why? I don't know anyone our age that's still going, but I did talk to, my husband works out at it, like basically it's Crunch Fitness. I think they have them other places too, Yeah, but it's like a Planet Fitness type place. He literally like canceled our like nicer gym membership. He's like I like Crunch. He goes with his friends there and it's all college kids. And why do people like Crunch so much? Like I've never been to one, but I feel like I'm like what is so awesome? Well, Justin hate. I shouldn't say hated did not like going to our local nicer gym because he's like you walk in and you just see so many people and you're paying the supreme price. He's like I really only need these certain machines and I mean he goes with guy friends and I don't know. I think it's just like a big, nice box gym. Okay. And he literally pays like $10 a month, okay? That's amazing. And so a lot of college girls go there too. And my babysitter the other day, I was like, oh, are you going to get sprayed? And she was like, no, I've been tanning. And I was like, I need you to leave because I'm going to turn into a mom. Like, no. Why are these children tanning in tanning beds? I don't know. I don't know. We know that they're bad for us. But yes, I'd
0: never been in a spray tan machine. I think the only other time I've gotten sprayed other than now where we go is like to our friend oh. is literally to another gal. She was like, she had like a mobile spray tan place. Oh, so tambulance? she said, but bo- no, it was like in a different city for a oh. wedding. And so she brings like the booth to your house. And I, I used was, like, to be about amazing. the lady
1: that had the ambulance, but the
0: uh-huh. she would show up at your house. Like you think you're going to get a little tent. Yeah, I think sprayer. I am.
1: But the thing is, I remember in high school and everyone went tanning, like you would save up your like babysitting money or whatever. And like, go buy your tanning packages. Everyone would go. Our routine was like, you get out of school, you go to Sonic, you get your drink, we all go to tanning together. But I, not to make this morbid, like had cancer as a child. And my mom's like, I'm not letting you go tanning. And it literally was a battle between my whole high school experience that like, I would sneak it sometimes, literally, sorry, mom, I would like go do it and not let them know. And then eventually she was like, I I think my senior year, she's like, I don't care. If you want to do that to your body, sure, like go do it. So sad. It is the sad. The cringy
0: stickers that we would put like on our hip bone. Yeah. Oh, but honestly, so bad. I was just
1: talking with an older woman because we really didn't know how bad it was for us back no. in the day. We were talking about there was nothing like getting into a tanning bed and the way that it would like, I always said, it's, it's literally like internal your heat. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. It's and amazing. then I think
1: about it's literally
0: frying your yep. bones and your but then too. Also, you could argue the same thing for a spray tan though. Like we're literally spraying chemicals on our bodies. I mean, way less, like worse probably, but it's still not great.
1: I don't think so because the person who sprays us, who's our friend, like she actually buys like very natural. I remember one time she told me technically you could eat this and it's like not toxic. Oh, cool. Yeah. That actually makes me feel really good. We put all kinds of other lotions. So yes, if you're trying to be clean in the sense of like, I don't want like lotions and parabens on my skin, then yeah, anything you put on your skin. But if you're using like tanning lotion at home or if you're using even like a body
0: cream from yeah a scented cream yeah it's the same i mean so i definitely think it's way less yeah i never went to one of the machines they freaked me out and i was also that girl who's like i'm not getting naked in front of like a rando who's gonna spray me or i guess the machines there's not a person yeah but i don't know
1: it's so funny so anyways sometimes i talk
0: about decision making
1: decision making you know oh you you want to get a spray
0: tan do you go tanning What's the dilemma? Okay,
1: so guys, yes, let's chat. Let's jump in. We did an episode a while ago. I actually like wrote down a couple of the episodes that kind of are similar to this, but we're wanting a little bit different take. So we did a... An episode called "Not Wrong, Just Different," and
0: you know that's my face. That's if anyone Christian's knows.
1: Really, it's honestly a good. I like kind of make fun of you for saying it all the time now, but it's really great. And then we also, in our not so obvious sin series, did a episode on control versus chaos, which like I think we talked a lot about. Like, you can either overplan in life, or you can just like live sporadically. But this conversation is bred because recently, Christian and I were talking about how in our day and age, we live in this space where you can research everything, like to its death. Like you can literally over-research everything. Like if there is a question, Google has the answer. If there is a problem, there's been a study on it, there's been a solution. Like it's almost this culture of just like analysis paralysis. Like we have so many options. We have so many resources that essentially we're gonna get to the point of like, are we taking the Holy Spirit and our own connection with the Holy Spirit to like enable us to make decisions in our daily life out of our lives now.
0: I don't know. And move forward in faith, even if you don't know what exactly that looks like. I think one of the conversations that was really like an aha moment for me as I was talking with a friend a few weeks ago, we were talking about wisdom and how much the Bible talks about wisdom. So if you call yourself a Christian, there's so many places in the Bible that it talks about growing in wisdom. Obviously, wisdom is something that we're not just like, Given by like not doing anything, you know, like we have to abide with Jesus and learn more about him. And I think
1: some people like have a more natural gift of wisdom. Like they're just
0: wise. Yes, for sure. But like all throughout the Bible, that it talks about growing in wisdom and seeking wisdom. And we were talking about how much information there is in our world now. And that I think a lot of times we tend to like look at all this information and we're like, oh, we're so much wiser. But this girl and I were arguing, it's like, no, it's actually we're just more informed. It's like we're actually not trying to get any more wise. We're just getting. More informed, and then it's analysis by paralysis, and we all sit there. Analysis by paralysis. Paralysis. (laughs) Oh gosh, how many times keep that in? Just once. No, but like in my life, I feel like my husband and I say that all the time, and I'm like, that's embarrassing. But how many times that I think it's easy to be like, well, I'm more wise because I did all this research and I know this, this and this about how I should make this decision. And it's actually like, no, you were maybe not more wise. You're just more informed. And that's actually not like you're not growing in wisdom. You're just growing in information that you're now bogging down your mind with.
1: Yeah. Before we get any further, I really wanted to say, okay, please. And I feel like I'm going to repeat this. I told Christian before. I really want people to walk away from this episode hearing this and not something else. When you are making decisions in life, it doesn't even have to be a big decision. Like, should we have another baby? Should... I marry this person, should we move? It could even be in small ways that you're choosing that you want to glorify God with your life. We are not saying that it's wrong to be prayerful, to seek wisdom from others, to do research, to read scripture, to inform your decisions. Like, please hear, we actually promote that. We actually talk about that. Like, hey, have you asked a few friends who look into your life about this decision you're making? Like, we want that. I think what we're getting to is how sometimes I think Like we're saying, we've just lost the skill to be able to say like, hey, we are gifted the Holy Spirit when we enter into a relationship with Jesus in a way that as Christian was saying, growing in that wisdom, then we are enabled to make decisions. We have free will. And sometimes in our culture, it's like a flex to be like, this is my example, all the courses,
0: courses, the courses, seven steps to becoming a yada, yada, yada. It is
1: literally course city. And I thought it was just the mom world, but I was talking to someone else the other day and they're like, no, it's in every sphere. It's like in the business world. It's like buy my course and I will tell you exactly how to do it. And it's like, okay, baby led weaning. Um, Someone told me the other day that there's like a car seat safety course, a car seat safety course. And like, yes, I love my children. Yes, I want them to be safe in their car seat. But do I need to watch a 10 episode course?
0: 10 episodes. I, I just made that up. I was going to say, like, like
1: a 20-minute... I mean, no, I'm sure it's more than sin. that. You're, spend, you're yeah. spending all this money. They want to give you this good information. And it's like, sometimes I think we're just like, we know too much. And I we're going to dig into like why we do this. But ultimately, I processed it for me. I think we do it because it makes us feel in some way in more control.
0: Oh, for sure. I, as we were just like thinking through this topic, and again, we'll go through some current examples that even like I... thinking through or our community that we hear people talking through. I think one of the big things for me that I was almost like stunned by is that I think as Christians, we talk about this a lot. We want everything to be black and white. We just want to know like, what can I do and what can I not do? And we want to like, just live in the line of like, what is black and white? And the reality of it is, is that a lot of it is gray. And there, again, we're saying like, you've got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. And like, we are empowered to make decisions because like, the victory is already won. Like it is already done for us. And so there is freedom in that. And if we're abiding with Jesus, then we have the power to make decisions and trust him. And I think what is actually happening is that because we want decisions to be so black and white and we just want to know the right thing to do, we actually are kind of like flipping what the gospel is kind of upside down and incorrectly in this way that instead of wanting to be transformed by a relationship with Jesus, we actually just want the blessings of knowing God. Like we just want to live a good life so we can be blessed. We don't actually want a relationship. We don't actually want to be transformed. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like when I had that thought, I was like, that's me. Like that is me because I'm just like, I just want to do the right thing. I don't actually care about the relationship or my refinement or how God's working through me. Yeah, And that's convicting when you see it that way.
1: That is good. And it also takes out this like, yeah, I think it's sometimes when we have this heart of like, well, I just want to do the right thing. It starts to put your relationship with God back into that like legalistic category of like, well, that's not really... The point, I mean, I say that, like, of course, the right thing is to be obedient to God. And there are some clear examples in the Bible of how we should and how we should not live. However, like when you're growing in a relationship with Jesus, like these decisions and these things, like it becomes more natural to know, like, hey, I'm not out here seeking right or wrong because I just like want to look from the outside like I'm doing things right. But because I genuinely, like you were saying, want to know God deeper and also like It's not about how it looks. It's about how I'm going to live and serve God the best. And so, I don't know, I just think it gets so sticky when we start overanalyzing every little decision in our life in a way that, like I said, gives us that control. But then also, I just thought of this, it's almost too like if we can prove to ourselves that we've done enough research and figured it out, I almost think we can use it to justify decisions that we make actually are not pleasing to god yeah do you know what i mean like i'm not saying that they're inherently wrong Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like there can be two good decisions or two right things but sometimes clearly god is laying one direction on my heart and usually not the more fun direction but i could analyze stuff so much that i could almost like convince myself or like be able to use that to convince others that i'm making the right decision even though i'm like
0: really telling god no Mm mm-hmm Oh, for sure. What I thought you were going there is like, I think a lot of us think that we can like think ourselves to the right decision. Oh, yeah. that we can like do enough research that like- It'll be clear. I literally, I mean, I'm kind of jumping into yeah, our jump conversation in. here further down. But as we were preparing, I wrote down, like, what is my tendency when I make a decision? What do I go to first? And I'm someone who, because I'm like an achiever and a doer, I want to be right. I don't like being wrong often. And so with that, before I even normally talk about something, I've already done the research because I'm like, I know that this friend, or this, my spouse or my mom is going to ask me questions and I want to have all the right answers. So I actually, I think when I come to like, I need to think through this, how I'm going to make this decision. I go do the research for four days and all this time. And then I actually tell someone, hey, I'm thinking about this. And then they start asking me questions. Oh, have the answer. Oh, have the answer. Oh, have the answer. And I literally am like already convinced, like I've already thought through my decision. I'm actually not bringing other people into it. And then probably the last thing I do is pray. I mean, I went through, I'm like, I normally think about it. I research. I tell, ask a friend. I tell, ask my mom. I tell, ask my spouse. And then I pray about it. And then I do that over again. And it's a cycle until I'm like, yes, my research is justified. Here I am. I mean,
1: I think that's most people's tendency. Or like one thing I think I'll add in is like sometimes people will spiral first and like over fixate on it. I mean, sometimes I will catch myself doing that where it is like such a dumb thing to fixate on. Actually, I can give you an example. I'm flying out tomorrow to the beach and the way that I have been like tracking the weather, because like when you're flying with kids in our local airport, there's like a lot of cancellations and there's gonna be some storms. And I'm just like, actually, all week I've thought, like, oh, should I try to like move our flight to Friday and beat it? Should I move this flight? Should I? And I, yesterday, I was like, I just need to stop like looking at the weather in all these destinations and just like, it's not going to change it. It's not going to change it. We'll figure it out if we get canceled tomorrow. Like we will figure it out. And that's such a small example. But I I think I have certain friends that struggle with that more that will actually fixate on such a like pointless decision. Not pointless, but you know what I mean.
0: My, yeah. Minuscule. Yeah. yeah.
1: Look at us with the vocab.
0: There you go. <laughs> but yeah, we'll start there because we kind of wanted to like Again, we're not coming at this direction saying we have it all figured out. Again, we're coming here saying, like, no, we are actually currently thinking through some decisions or, like, we're in conversation with people. So, Samantha, like, start us there. Like, what are some of these decisions? Like, just give us examples. Like, what is the problem? What are some decisions that, like, they could be really big or they could be really small that you're even thinking through or you hear people thinking through or that you think are common to get in this like not productive spiral with
1: well i actually just thought of sharing this too as you were talking this is a one specific example i think it actually applies to a lot of people in the christian sphere in today's culture but my daughter's going to kindergarten and i've already shared like us i think maybe i have already shared that i don't really like, know how we process through it so i don't know why but i feel like our friend group has fixated on it a little bit of constantly like ripping this thought to shreds okay let me say It is a very important decision. It is not a decision my husband and I made lightly. There are so many factors. We don't even have to go into it. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. I don't know. There's Christian speakers that believe different things about it, like authors that have spoken on it. It is an important decision. And I get that. I also always want to say this. I get that it's also not a decision that's like up for everyone to make. So I think you could also throw in like either homeschooling, private school or public, whatever. Our friend group has discussed it, beaten it dead. Literally, I finally told everyone recently, like you guys recently, hey, we've already enrolled her. We've decided to do private school. We've prayed about it. We thought about it. I think it's also because in our close friend group, like my daughter's the oldest one, she's going to kindergarten first. And it's just funny because I'm like, guys, I literally don't want to have the discussion anymore because it's like, we've made the best decision that we think and I'm moving on from that. And like, also there's freedom to change your mind in decisions. And I just feel like sometimes in our culture nowadays, like we want it's good that we debate and have all these conversations. I mean, it's literally what our podcast is
0: about, but we can almost like over complicate these decisions or like yeah. over to them out. I mean, I think that's like our whole point, though, isn't it? Because I think you and I even know, obviously, I like guess, good friends in this friend group, we have talked about it a lot and we all are coming from different perspectives and there's wisdom in seeking information and having conversations with people. There's wisdom in talking to people who have gone before you and paved a way, had older children, have seen something different perspective. There's wisdom in going to like do the research and touring a school or whatever. But even, yeah, that's like one of those very, I think right now it feels culture like very intense decisions for Christian to be making. Like, should I send my kid to private school or public school or homeschool or find like alternative learning for them.
1: There's so many more. There's I know like, there's so many more. I mean, I'm thinking about, I remember one that actually became a big deal kind of when I was a first time mom with my daughter. Like are everyone say the same thing. What? Let's say it on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. Birthday parties.
0: Oh, <laughs> dang it. Here's just so much more serious. But well, I was thinking like, these are hot topics. Like yeah. I'm like, vax or not vax. Yeah. I have actually, I was in a very heated debate, not heated, like in a bad way, but a debate someone the other day was like, should you give money to the homeless or not? Who mm-hmm. were sitting on the corners, you know, people had very different... Yeah. It could be like, do you move or not move? What job should I take? What to study in school? What house to buy? I mean,
1: everyone knows. Like, they, yeah. everyone has a million things in their life that you know you're making decisions on every day. Okay, what well, would you say birthday parties? Well, the birthday party thing became a thing Oh yeah, of like, are you going to have a first birthday party? And some people thought it was like really ridiculous. And there was clearly like judgment because they weren't going to be having a first birthday party. I also
0: feel like, isn't it true that like once we stake our claim in like one of the sides most often... I'm not saying this is right, but most often we think, like, for sure, this is the only way to do it. This is the best way. Yes, yes. And I think birthday parties is one of those things. It's so funny
1: to me. I'm like, why do you become care?
0: Like, the idea becomes trendy. It's like, oh, you're not doing a first birthday party? Yeah, I'm not going to either, because that's dumb.
1: Yeah, like, why would we spend our money on that? It's like, because I want to. Because I want to. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, no. So it's good. Well, you go back to the private public thing because I do think it was like really interesting. In our friend group, we did talk about this a long time. All of us have different perspectives. I think many of us are going to do different things, and I think eventually we all said like we just got to stop talking about it because like one, it's not our reality right now. Two, we've talked about it a lot. Three, it's going to be different, and like there are many possible, very good and great options. Like for each kid, again, it's not wrong. It's Mm -hmm. just different. Yeah. Like. We've all talked about this. We've discussed, we've prayed. And at some point, you just have to make a decision and move forward in obedience to say, like, this is what we're going to choose. And maybe the next year it's going to look different. Maybe in two months it may look different for my child. But this is what we are trusting, God, that you have given us thoughts, given us wisdom. You've made us the parents of this child who know them, who you've given us resources to research or look at or, again, like, tour and, like, look into. And now we're going to move forward. And it's got to, like... Move on at some point.
1: Something I wanted to talk about, and that example is a good way to like bring it up. Well, also for me, I was literally eventually like, guys, she's enrolled. I've made the decision. For me, I'm done. So, like, you know, I'm done thinking about it for now. But I think what I was thinking through when I listed out on my notes, I have like, okay, what do we do? We like seek answers online. We ask too many people, too many opinions. We buy these courses. We stew on things too long. We allow things to take up our brain space. And that's what I wanted to sit on for a minute because. I think what is happening is I was reading this article, Not Christian-Based Science. You know, this was truly just like general public research that was being done about analysis paralysis and how it truly is like a huge hindrance in our culture because we have so many decisions to make. We have so much access to knowledge like we were talking about in the beginning of the episode. And it was saying how, and I'm not going to say the percentage because I don't want to like mess that up and people think I'm dumb, but there is like a huge percentage that thinking takes so much of our energy. Like literally, our physical energy. And so when we are stewing on decisions that okay, we've already reiterated, yes, are important. Yes, can have eternal like value or impact. But at the end of the day, you can go either way and truly please God in that then we're just like taking up so much brain space that we could be using for a lot of other better things.
0: Well, isn't it the whole argument of like, I think John Mark Comer talks about this, like a lot of people talk about it. It's like the whole argument of like, some of the most successful people, I read a lot of like weird nerdy books, but most I can't remember this percentage, but like a huge amount of like the most successful people in the world you know they're either inventors or creators or just like really successful business people they have this whole thought of like that's why they only wear the exact same thing every single day because they're like if i can minimize the thought that i have to do like they're so struck into routine because they're like i don't want to spend my time thinking about what i want for breakfast what shoes i want to wear how i want to wear my hair what glasses to put on they're like i just want the exact same thing every single day so then i can get to work and use my energy somewhere mm-hmm. else
1: Didn't Warren Buffett have, or doesn't he eat like the same breakfast every day or something? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I think so. I was
0: voice-moving you the other day because I think this is so apparent to me as someone who, my interests are all over the place. I love to do a lot of different things. I obviously am a wife and a mother and an employee. And because of that, I think the older I have gotten, I have just become, overwhelmed is not the word. I think just like, overcome with the idea of thinking through my mental energy and I am now really like I'm trying to become really wise and very thoughtful of like where I put my mental energy because it's really hard for me to like bounce from one thing to another and that could look like friendships that could look like planning that could look like how I do my grocery list like all of these things that are just like Things how I have to function in a day. I'm like, no, I literally don't have the mental space. I mean, you and I, even having this podcast, as we have lives outside of this, and this is really fun, what? but it's this not isn't our whole life. <laughs> we have this time set aside on literally like Friday mornings to record. And you and I all the time have to be really transparent. Like, I don't have the mental energy to go there right now or go there. (laughs) And I think it's just so interesting because I'm like, if I have been researching or thinking through a decision, you know, I open up my Safari app on my phone and there's like 12 tabs of the same thing. I'm like, no, I literally don't have the mental energy to think through that. Sometimes like with our friends, I'm like, there's a conversation happening like in a text stream and I literally just ignore it because I'm like, I don't have the mental space to even think through that right now. And that's
1: okay. And that takes maturity. And that is why like, I'm seeing that. That's wise. That's wisdom. Because first of all, I think in our culture, too, because we all have access to a voice. Even if you have like 100 followers, it's like you have this platform. And so we feel like we all need to have a comment or something to say about every little thing. And I'm trying to grow in that of like, Samantha, not everyone needs to hear your opinion every single time a topic is brought up. And so I think that's like growth for both of us. And I hope you guys know we always come on here with like, hey, we are figuring it out with you. Because then I also hope if you know me in real life, you're like, you can give me grace on that because there has to be grace. And there were three things i wrote down that kind of we've already been like pointing to but how like there's clearly not an answer for everything there's not a right or wrong answer And how there's room to make mistakes. Like, I don't think we've touched on that. Like, hey, also, that's like part of being refined is that you don't have to be so fearful to make a decision on the basis that you're going to fail because like, it's okay if you do, because we're saved by grace. Like, we're not here to try to like have this perfect track record. And I think the heart of that can be so like humble and like, okay, Lord, there have been times where I'm like, I've literally prayed, God, I have asked for your help and wisdom in this decision. I've thought through it all. I don't know if I'm making the right decision, but I'm walking forward in faith. And I know that like this decision is not going to base like your love for me. And I think that's also part of us being humble before God to say, Hey, like I'm not going to act like I have it all figured out and can make this perfect decision. And then we've talked about it, but like I have recognized in the last five years, I think I've been growing in this like, The Holy Spirit is real and active in our lives and we can really easily ignore it. We can. Yeah, I just think sometimes I forget to stop and say, like, God, like
0: Holy Spirit, like, help me help me make this choice. Give me the thoughts. Give me the words. I think I'm convicted. Even this last week, I was talking with someone in a study. We're going through Hebrews still, and we're looking at just faith and specifically discipline and how those things are just used and intertwined in us understanding and really living out, like we're saying, living out in the victory that is already won. I mean, the amazing thing about the gospel and our relationship that we are able to have with Jesus is that, like, he has already won. I think a lot of times when making these decisions, like we were saying, we want to make the right thing and we think we can't screw up. But the reality is, is, like, God has chosen to use us to forward his mission of, like, Getting more people to believe in him and create a relationship with him. But like he can do what he wants to do. And so we're not here that he's choosing to use us. He doesn't have to. And I think a lot of times, again, we want the right thing. We don't necessarily want him. We just want to be good. We don't want actually the growth and development of being refined. And so I just think that's really convicting. And something that we like forget often when making these decisions, because we think it's all up to us when we have access to a living God and his spirit in us to help convict us, help refine us and help grow us in ways. And that may not look easy. You may make a decision and go down a path and be like, oh, shoot, I think I made the wrong decision, but like he will be glorified. And ultimately, again if we actually believe who he says he is, then we have to walk forward in faith, even if that looks like then pivoting down the road, because he'll be faithful in the pivot too.
1: Yeah. I was reading commentary from like a biblical scholar, theologian, and they were saying that in their opinion, one of the main critical purposes of the Holy Spirit was to aid us in decision-making on earth. And I I was like, I actually agree with that. Like it is so important. And I think, yeah, we just need to allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, like give space to say, I don't have the answer to this. I don't have the decision. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm giving you space. And just the fact that like we forget too, that we were gifted, like part of like today is Good Friday. Like I forgot to mention that. I mean, I was praying through this morning and like reading and listening to some worship music, just thinking like, as I've gotten older, this day has felt so much more impactful to me. But like that is part of him dying on the cross is that we have freedom. I'm studying the Old Testament and all the laws and the rules and the regulations, it's insane. And it's like, that is part of what he did on the cross. And so when we're remembering that we have free will, that is supposed to be a gift. That's not something that's supposed to like stress us out more. And in that same article from this biblical scholar, it was talking through like, at the end of the day, if you can look at your decisions and say like, am I, first of all, serving God. And then for my family, like Justin, and I always say like serving God and loving others. Like if you can put your decisions through that funnel, it really blocks out a lot of the other noise. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think even as we're having this conversation, I just want to make sure to say like there will be then times that you do things differently than how someone else does them. And that's okay. Even if you guys both say, yes, we are followers of Jesus and we want to be refined to become more like him every single day with every decision we make, that may look like even your best friend who you're like, oh yes, we will forever be besties. You guys may do things different and you may think through things differently and that is okay. Like God can be glorified in even those decisions that are made differently because again, that's walking out in faith what you feel like he's calling you into in that obedience
1: yeah to kind of like wrap up there is some scripture and it's actually in the old testament so this is like the israelites have escaped from egypt so they're kind of in this freedom they're figuring out how to live they literally have this temple that they have just built that is actually insane it is like so detailed so the holy spirit like god is literally with them and so they have to yeah, live in a certain way so that they can be in the presence of God. And this, like the subheading of this part of scripture is choose whom you will serve. And it's Joshua 24, 14 and 15. I was just wanting to read it. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you will dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I love that because if you know context, There's so many different false gods in Egypt that people would serve. And it was kind of this like you would literally need rain for your crops. So they would pray to these gods for rain. And it was this like very transactional thing. And so I love that he's saying, like, hey, you can choose to serve the other gods, but you need to make a choice. And like in our home, like we're gonna serve the Lord. Like cue the little
0: above the door post the farmhouse thing from Hobby Lobby. Yeah, from Hobby Lobby. We will serve the Lord. Yeah. Well, and he's saying there like you can't serve both. I think that's as we wrap it up, I think we make ourselves miserable because what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, no, I want to follow God. I want to trust that he's sovereign in my life. I want to trust that all good things come from him and that like I can live in line with like. The gospel and who he says I am because the victory is already won. But I'm also going to spend all of this time, make myself really anxious and talk to a billion people before even coming to him and pray about this decision. And I think right there, he's saying like, you can't do both. It is me or the world. And we will be way more fruitful, obviously, if we follow him mm-hmm. and seek wisdom from him first in these decisions. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at going there, the podcast. And it also means so much to us
1: if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon.